Always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Uh, yeah. And also, and how about, I'm just, I know he won MVP and he played great. Yeah, this was an opportunity for Dame to, uh, you know, really, you know, come in and work. He's shooting from half court. I mean, come on. I know he hit them. He's amazing, but that's a that's a spectacle. That's like uh, you know, no one act, you don't if if you don't do it when you're playing for Milwaukee, then you don't do it at the All Star break when you tell uh, the All Star game and tell me, well, listen, some guys don't take it seriously. Uh, are you kidding me? You, you're taking hook shots from half court, but the other, other guys don't take it seriously. It's unbelievable, right, Emmanuel? Am I right or am I wrong? I think you're right. Am I right or am I right? And it's funny. Everyone gets mad about the absurdity of 211 points, but yeah. I feel like it's a good thing that Lillard took that half-court shot. Do more of that. If yeah. The game doesn't matter anyway. Just, no. just, just do that more. Absolutely. Make it a clown show. Uh, do Yeah, half three-quarter shots from the foul line. What, do we Why expect not? it to be different this year? No, of course not. But I'm just, I don't under, I, I just, when are they going to come to the realization that no one cares? And I mean, because I, I think they, they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to stop it. Just stop playing the game. It's so stupid. Make it like the Pro Bowl. Nobody knows do, it yeah, happens Yeah, do anymore. something else. Like, yeah, we, you know, Fleek wants to do like a three-on-three tournament or something. I don't know. Do something. That would actually be fun. That would be fun we because they... street ball, like who would beat who one-on-one, do that. Right, because then... One-on-one. They're going to take it seriously. Right. Because now you're getting embarrassed if you lose. No one cares if you lose LeBron against like Giannis one-on-one. Oh, my God. That incredible. It would be, be incredible. But that's why it'll never happen because they won't sign on for that. Agreed. LeBron James will never say, yeah, let, let Giannis take me to the hole and beat me 11-7 in one-on-one and let me live with that. That would be very embarrassing. Yeah, LeBron. he ain't doing that. Who, by the way, will not do a farewell tour. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the guy yeah. who did the decision is going <laughs> to yeah. cop he's, out of attention. He suddenly learned his ways. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Which, listen, he's entitled to it. He's one of the great players in NBA oh, history. He should. He's a top five player in NBA history. Without Get all question. his glory. Uh, there's no, I have no problem with it, but don't come on and make it seem like you're struggling with that decision. You're not. You know exactly what you're Humility do. has overtaken Yeah, him. exactly. Oh, jeez. All right. All right. 877. That's enough. Get out of here. 877. Don't worry. I speak to Marco just like that. Don't feel Don't feel bad. 877-337. Got to find out if Emmanuel likes ABBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about ABBA? You're a fan of the band ABBA? Look, he looked at me like he has no idea what I'm talking about. Not What's a good ABBA? Start. The band ABBA? The band ABBA? Oh, my God. Does this make me look extremely uninformed? No, I'm not, not sure. I guess it's a no, know, no, no. They, this is, under, I know he's young. This is really bad. <laughs> this is bad. You're under, you're unfamiliar with a, a '70s uh, Swedish pop band. I, I can't believe that. How are you not aware? Your song, uh, the Mamma Mia, Dancing Queen. Familiar with any oh, of yeah. this? Yeah, that's of all. That's a band ABBA. That's all Water, ABBA. Waterloo. No, please take a chance surrender. on me. I'm bad with oh, yeah. band names. If if, yeah. if that's ABBA, how that's, did I not know that's, ABBA? That's ABBA. That is ABBA. <laughs> I knew it when he looked at me. He was like, huh? I was like, oh, geez. And I just like that now, Chris, every <laughs> single time you are driving in to do a show and Emmanuel is doing the Yankee game or the post-game yeah, show, yeah. you're going to be thinking I'm about gonna this. I'm going to be thinking about ABBA. ABBA? I'm thinking, I just, no. Yeah. That's, Try to weave it in for you. See, yeah, please. That's I'll, I will text you one day when I'm you know definitely who knows driving ABBA? in. Or, John and Susan. Yeah, jo- oh, John and Susan definitely know ABBA. Good that I learned it now, definitely. then. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right. I, I could have. I probably just deprived us of a moment where, like, Susan or John are asking Emmanuel about ABBA yeah, on a broadcast, and he has no idea. Yeah. I'm sure Susan sings ABBA all the time. I bet you that, no doubt. Well, John's I bet I- Justin Shackle knows ABBA. Oh, clearly. Clearly, that's, you know, you don't, you don't get <laughs> where he's him. gotten without knowing ABBA. That's for sure. I can't believe you don't know ABBA. What's your, what's your musical preference? Like, right, you had to, one artist, what you got? Your favorite artist of anything. 
Any type of music. Mm. You, you got one CD on a, the old Desert Island uh, question. I love Green Day. He's a big Green Day guy. Okay. All I'm right. not sure. Because I'm, a little I'm, bit. I'm I bad mean, with this stuff on the spot, so maybe they're not my number one. But, they, but they're up there. That right? was your answer. They're American Idiot or Dookie album. I would love uh, Dookie. Dookie. Yep. Dookie. <laughs> the, the Dookie. The Dookie. One of the, the 1994 Dookie. Dookie took the world by storm. That was good. I'm telling you. 30 right year. Now. 30 year Dookie. Yeah. 20 <laughs> 30, year. A 30 year old Dookie. No question. American about idiot. It. American idiot. Right. I. I. That's. I didn't. I was past. I still listen to some of the songs. That was, was the first one that like really hit for me. I was 13 when that yeah, album came out. Yeah. So no, Dookie was. I was 11. I guess when Dookie came out. Yeah. I no, was Dookie. negative five. Negative five. Get the hell out of here. You don't even know. You don't Pronouncing know. ABBA. It like cookie. You don't know Abba. It's Dookie. <laughs> it's Dookie. <laughs> what a conversation we're having here. Oh my God, Dookie. <laughs> yeah, you know American Idiot, Dookie. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, ah uh, yes. You got something? No? All right. We'll I'm just going to ask where, you know, we're crushing the current generation of NBA players, the young guys for yeah, real, what, you know, was established. Here comes Emmanuel. Here comes Emmanuel. There we go. Our bright young star just faded. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. No. Still doing um, Hudson Valley? Not not anymore. Really? Moving up, huh? Too big for Hudson Valley? I did some last year. Uh-huh. A little bit less because I had some, some Yankee responsibilities. Oh, well, but- of course. Course, yeah, not Can't do the not, Hudson Valley Renegades where they do you know weddings throughout the course of the game. That's the one game, one of the games I went to last year or two years ago now, I guess. Yeah, not this last season, the year before. They had a full blown wedding that was like the promo. The cut of some couple at a previous game won a contest to have their wedding done at the ballpark, and they literally went through all the different segments of a wedding, if you call them segments, the different things of a wedding in between innings. So, like, they had the ceremony before the game started. Then, like, in between the, the first and second, they had the best man and, and groom and bridesmaid speeches. Then they had the, the dance, father-daughter dance. And, like, every half inning, in between the inning, they had, like, another cutting the cake, all the first dance. And, like, they fully had, like, a wedding. They do it right at the dock. Yeah, that's right, man. They had a full-blown wedding. I'm like, geez, this is no joke down here in the minors. They will do yeah. anything. They will do anything. Yeah, no, if I could, if I could physically... Do Hudson Valley for mm-hmm. as long as possible. Well, to, I, I love the people. You don't there. have to make an excuse. It's all right. You moved on. You got you're doing Yankee stuff. You actually did a Yankee play by play game. I mean, you, you got you no know, has time to fit in. You know, it's no no big deal. I get it. You We're can't fit in the Hudson Valley. It's put not down like, Hudson it's, Valley. No, I'm just saying it's not like I, you know I'm not trying to be a snob. Right. I'm not going to go do college radio tomorrow. Like you know, we, you you've clearly have blown right past. Everybody there at Hudson Valley, and you've gone on to bigger and brighter things. And I don't—I was just curious if you were going to do any because I like to go there and watch some of the future Yankees. I was curious if I'd bump into you, but clearly, no. They'll have me. Your rocket ship is no longer docked at uh, Hudson Valley. I think we're overstating. That's uh, the rocket ship. I'm just just saying. Well, I don't know. know, I appreciate it, but but we're overstating the path. Well, rocketing into. Well, I'm just saying in in outer space here. You're busy either in the Bronx or at every city. John won't travel. You're busy somewhere. And you know, so it's not in Hudson Valley. You're not gonna. What's the what's the raccoon's nickname again? What's his name? Oh, Rascal. 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 Yeah, you're not gonna be hanging out, with Rascal. Unfortunately. Nope. Okay. All right. I'll see you there. Oh no, I won't. I'm sorry. Let me know but, when you're there. <laughs> Maybe I'll go as a fan. I'm just messing with him. But he was. He did a great job there. I, I would bump into him there at the games. I do like to go. 
And he's uh, a man who's doing a great job with the Yankees. So I've busted your Thank balls you. enough. Get the hell out of here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, Anytime. You do this again at 4 o'clock, I'll see what else I can get to you. <laughs> see what, what other musical questions I can ask you. Are you have you ever Ducky? seen have you heard of the Beatles? Yeah, have you ever heard of the Beatles? I have. I played a lot of Beatles for yes, you when you I do. when I, I produced remember. for you. Yeah, I remember. You're one of the you're one of the guys who play the hits like <laughs> I don't know if it was you specifically, but like Paul or other right. guys who would who would fill in on the board, know I like the Beatles, and they come back with like, you know, Let It Be or The Long and Winding Road. I'm like, I know that's a number one song and everybody recognizes it. <laughs> But it's not really a rejoin song. By the way, that's totally me. I'll yeah, play like, like yesterday for yeah, you. Like, yeah, like Let It Be. I love Let All It Be. All my troubles. It's, yeah, yeah it's, right. it's just, it's not, not really it's a, not a hype it up There's rejoin. Plenty, and you're giving the Beatles a bad name. That's exactly what people say. People, oh, yeah, okay, great, yeah. But I don't think any hit from the Beatles is like a bad. No. Bad. Well, there's no the such thing. Hits, so forget that. Bad. There's no There's no song ever recorded by the Beatles that's bad. Play it simple. There has to be one. No. My least favorite. I mean, they have the the White Album has weird stuff. If you want to call them bad, like I'm I'm not a huge fan of like Wild Honey Pie. They're just weird stuff. Or I'm I would say Glass Onion is my least favorite Beatles song. But no, they're fantastic. All of them are great. Every single one of them. That's how go. it works. Have you ever heard of uh, some of the albums like you know Abba Road or? Uh, yeah, now you're just mispronouncing them to screw with me. Sergeant Bopper. Right, right. You know, never heard of it? I've heard of I've heard of the ones you're talking about, but I know you're mispronouncing them because uh, I said Dookie. Yes, you did say Dookie. I did say Dookie. And it's your favorite band of all time, and your favorite album is American Idiot followed by Dookie. Okay. Well, American Idiot clearly is my favorite album because I wasn't born when Dookie, Dookie came also out, known yeah. as Dookie, came Dookie. out. Okay. I but guess. I do love Basket Case and the Dookie. Well, album. there you go. Basket Case, When I Come Around. Right. There's a lot of the great songs. American I, Idiot's better, though. She, um, what's the other? I like a lot of the Pulling Teeth. There's a lot of great songs in that. Um, what's the other one where uh, I'm not going? Um, the, it opens with, um, I'm not growing up. I'm just burning out. Burn out. There's a lot of great songs in that Dookie album. Uh, Wasting Time. Right. Is that the name of it? Or the guy like he robs the. Uh, uh, I'm taking everyone with me. I can't remember the song now, but yes, Dookie's a great album. Yeah, you're a Green Day aficionado. Well, I'm a Dookie aficionado. That hit, that hit home. That's like when I, I was the. I'm a Dookie. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows Dookie like I know Dookie. All right. Um, yeah, American I, that, Idiot. You got no American Idiot. I don't know that well. You don't, I don't know, know that the, well. I don't know the album well. I know the the like, song. What's American her name? Idiot. Yeah, no. They get deep into the album. No, I don't know that, but I know Dookie uh, because that hit right at that that moment in time of my life. As your prime? It was well, not I don't know about my prime. No, my prime was like when. Well, your prime years, is right now. My That's prime it. was now. My prime was when I was sixteen years old. I, I can admit it. It was my physical and my physical prime. I was you know loving life, playing high school football without a care in the world. This is pretty damn cool. Uh, but prime, like when you say prime of your life, like all of it. Right. I was in much better shape. I was playing football. Like, you know, prime of my life was probably 99, 2000, 2001. I peaked a little early. No, I think you're peaking. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. But you're you're still not, I'm not, you know, you're not going to get in my good graces enough to make me stop mentioning that you are too good for the Hudson Valley Renegades. Well, I think that's a compliment. <laughs> I, I appreciate it's it. It's an amazing compliment. You're doing a wonderful job. Oh, Seriously. Thank you. you too. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's nice to hear somebody say it. I know it, but it's nice to hear somebody say it.
As long as you know it. That's the only that, matter. That's what matters. You don't need right. external validation. <laughs> All right. Thank you, buddy. You got it. 877-337-6666. All right. Let's just talk about Manuel's favorite subject, the New York Yankees. Because camp will start today. Juan Soto was in the building. Pitchers and catchers have been there since Valentine's Day. And yet still, we have to hear it. As Bob Nightingale put out there, and Yankee fans are obsessed. I know BT, who I'll be filling in with this week, Wednesday. We'll have to get into this with him. Still believe the Yankees are out there looking to get Blake Snell. Let me say it again, and now I'm going to give you more reasons. Let me say it again. The New York Yankees are not signing Blake Snell. Blake Snell is not going to be a New York Yankee. As the report came out, I guess, that Bob Nightingale, the Yankees, are still monitoring the situation. Yeah, so am I. Everyone is. I'm, mo- I'm monitoring when my uh, when CVS is going to get another uh, batch of Ozempic. But it doesn't mean I'm going to get it. We, we can monitor, monitor all we want. The Yankees are monitoring to see if Blake Snell is going to reduce his contract offer or ask, you know, for maybe a short-term deal, like a one-year deal in the $35 million range. Now, yes, it is true. The Yankees offered Blake Snell a contract. Apparently, still, the only one he's been offered at all. And that's why his name still gets bandied about with the Yankees. And that's why he might still be a favorite if you go to Vegas or find a book that'll do stuff like this on, you know, landing spots for Blake Snell. The Yankees are one of the favorites, if not the favorite, over returning to San Diego, which I don't think he will. But... Like, I understand they they offered him a contract, right, for five five years, $150 million, $30 million a year. That was before they gave $18 million to Marcus Stroman. They are in a – that put them in a different place in the luxury tax. And even if Blake Snell would be willing to take a short-term deal – for $35 million. And listen, I'm all on board. I think that if he takes a one-year deal, you do it. I mean, for me, I'm all in this year. We've talked about how you'd be all in. Here's the problem with the Yankees. Two things specifically that would even hinder them from doing a one-year contract or would make me think the Yankees won't do it. One, they're at the tax threshold where that money is going to be doubled. They are not paying Blake Snell $70 million this year. They're not doing I shouldn't say that. They're not paying $70 million for Blake Snell. He's not getting all $70 million. But they are not going to pay $70 million to have Blake Snell in their rotation this year. No way, no how. I, I, I'll be stunned. I hope they do it. I'll be stunned. And then the second piece is he is, he does have a pick attached to him. He was offered a qualifying offer. Are you going to, this is the Yankees now, and this is, it's a top, it's your second best pick. Like, they are going to give up a premium pick in the draft and $70 million for one year of Blake Snell. A, A premium pick in the draft and $70 million for Blake Snell. For one year of Blake Snell. No way. And if that's not, and how about just looking at what the team is and what, to me, another reason why they won't do it is Carlos Rodon. Look at Carlos Rodon two different ways. Look at Carlos Rodon and what he was last year and what we've seen from Blake Snell. Blake Snell has won Cy Young's, yes. Then he's been pretty average. 
in the years in between. Now, has he has something clicked? Has he figured something out? You know, has that's what everybody would like to tell you. Well, clearly he established this, that, and the other, and that's why he's number blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, Carlos Rodon had two amazing years, and I heard the same thing. Oh, this clicked. He figured this out. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the years, the early years in Chicago, he didn't have any control. Then he figured this out. It's a risky proposition to bring in a pitcher, especially just for one year, their first year in Yankee pinstripes. So you're going to pay $70 million to a guy. $70 million and give up a premium draft pick for one year of Blake Snell, who might have a down year first year at Yankee Stadium. First year with the New York Yankees. $70 million and a draft pick. Knowing what you just saw from Carlos Rodon and what you've seen from almost every starting pitcher this side of CeCe Sabathia, Mike Mussina, from pitchers who've come here and struggled, at least early. And then if you look at Carlos Rodon the other way, rumor has it, and if you look at him, he's in tremendous shape and he is the buzz of camp. So now you're asking this franchise, this owner, to spend $70 million, give up a pick for a one-year player, even if that's the deal. Like, I don't even know if he'll take that. But that's the thought process on how they would still be in the ballpark for Snell. So on a short-term deal, one year, maybe two years, $70 million a year, give up a pick when you have the risk of being Carlos Rodon's first year, and now you have the added benefit of seeing him in camp, seeing him throw, throw 97 miles an hour and say, hey, you know what? That second, that second starter, that ace behind Garrett Cole, he might be part of the $150 million we spent last year. We might have our answer right here. He looks great. Now, I don't think you can rest on that, and I don't think they necessarily are either, but that's a tall ask. And if he does it, I'll tell you right now, Yankee fans, if Hal Steinbrenner ponies up $70 million, gives up a pick, and brings Blake Snell here on a one-year deal, especially on an all-in 2024, I, I don't know if you could ever ever say anything ever again. That would be the ultimate, we'd like, you know, I got called out for being all in the other day. That is the ultimate Yankee all in. For Steinbrenner to go and spend that much money, give up a pick for one year of Blake Snell, he's not going to do it. I hope I'm wrong because I think he makes the team much better and gives them a better chance to win the World Series, and that's all I care about. Plus, the money would be off the books for next year when you're trying to sign Juan Soto. Or you would lose the pick and spend a ton of money this year. I hope they do it. I hope I am wrong. I hope in a week or so I can turn on this microphone and go, I'm an ass. I guess they had no problem losing a pick. I guess they had no problem spending $70 million. I hope I get to do that. But I, it, it takes, it is very difficult for me to imagine the New York Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner doing that. It was one thing before Stroman. You give him the you give him a you give him a third a thirty million dollar contract. Spread, you know you, you could live with it. It's what it would have taken to got him. You know you feel better about him over the course of time that he's going to give you a couple good years. 
I, I was surprised they were even in on that, but uh, okay. That's before the extra $18 million added for Strowman. They're not doing it now. I'm telling you right now, I'd be shocked if Blake Snell is a Yankee. Shocked. It's not going to happen. And what else is not going to happen is Soto is not going to the Mets. So can we stop now? Can we stop having this conversation now? One, it's dumb. The see, he he hasn't even put on a Yankee uniform yet, spring training or otherwise. He just walked into the building yesterday. He's going to have his first practice today. And already, the Mets can't even sign Pete Alonso. The Mets have no interest in doing anything this offseason. And suddenly the talk of the town is whether or not Juan Soto and you know is going to be the true first competition of Mets and Yankees, un- unlike Yamamoto, who clearly once Otani signed, it was all Dodgers. The first true real battle is going to be for Juan Soto. Can we wait on that? Huh? That is such an easy... Na- I understand it. I understand it. Why don't you worry about Pete Alonso? And we'll get to that next. Because I might be the only person who doesn't care that Pete Alonso hasn't talked to the Mets, nor do I think they should. 877-337-6666. So we can get into the Yankees. I see the hockey calls. We'll take a quick break. We'll get to Patino. We've talked a little bit about how terrible the... NBA All-Star Game is, it's all on the table. It's all before us. We'll get to the Mets as well and Pete Alonso and the other superstar or the other great player for the Mets who's making a little buzz in camp and who would be a huge factor to this team if he could stay healthy. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 331, McMonagle here with you on The Fan, 877-337-6666. Yeah, I mean, free agency is just weird right now with baseball. I don't... I don't understand what's going on. Me and Fleeks were just talking about it. So many guys still available. Camp's open today. And, you know, two of the three best pitchers on the market still available. I haven't heard anything about Montgomery. Snell only got one contract offer. Bellinger, the best, the second best offensive player on the market behind Otani. Still I haven't heard a word on him waiting. I guess it's just... When are the Cubs finally going to give him enough? Or when is he going to take what the Cubs are offering? I have no idea. It's just so bizarre as we start camp this year more than most. We've seen guys, we've seen players not, you know, sign. Like, we've seen free agents as you head into camp. Never at the, at least not in my memory, at the tip top of the market. I mean, you are, I mean, Yamamoto and then Snell. And then Montgomery. Like, Otani and then Bellinger. Like you, you are talking about the th- three of the five best free agents entering the season haven't been signed, and I don't hear a whisper other than you know the Yankees are monitoring. It's crazy. Well, we also had a crazy hockey game. Seven eighty, damn near eighty thousand people showed up to watch the Islanders lose six five to the Rangers in overtime. And Eric and Ron Conklin wants to talk about it. What's up, Eric? 
Yeah, C Mac. Good morning. Uh, before I touch on that, yes, sir. Good morning. Uh, first of all, first off, I can I can appreciate Ava being from that time period. So I just want to throw that out there. Hell yeah. Um, but but um, uh, but yeah. But wasn't it only a couple of years ago that like uh, guys like Bryce Harper and them signed like you know pretty much into uh, mid to late February also. Yes, that's that, yeah. No, Bryce so, Harper was definitely laid out. <clears throat> I don't think yeah. it was. I think it was just Bryce Harper, but not this many necessarily. I, I, think, right? I think there was a couple of guys, but uh, I don't know if uh, Manny Machado. Was, that, I, I don't know if Man, was that Manny's year. I don't think it was Manny's year. Um, I don't know how. I, it just seems like a lot and quiet, like completely quiet. Um, yeah, yeah. So it just may, maybe yeah, you're yeah, right. Definitely Harper. Some, Harper was late uh, in Philadelphia. You're 100 percent right. Um, yeah. But I, I don't. I, I never got the feeling of like just a stagnant off season, off season like this. Yeah, I think well, the pandemic might have had something to do with it too. But uh, uh, but 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 either way, it just yeah, and I understand what you're saying as far as that. I mean, I I've been saying you know right from the very beginning. I mean, even before the season ended, I was saying the Mets should be grabbing Montgomery. So I I understand what you know where, where you're saying with that. Um, look, as far yeah, as the game yesterday, <laughs> I mean, I I started watching the game. I fell asleep halfway through, but I I'm not completely surprised. By the outcome, I know my daughter was annoyed uh, when I would, how it turned out, but uh, you know she was my informant. But uh, but yeah, I mean it's like I was talking with Fleegs about it. I mean it's it's I mean look, they're, they're an older team, you know they're, they're playing sloppy. I mean and you're and you're right. I mean they've been blowing leads all season. Yep. Uh, you know for the for the most part. So it's just it's you know they need to make some changes. And I really I have a feeling Lamarillo is going to be out after this year. I mean, just, I mean, you know, he picked up uh, Horvat last year, which was, you know, very needed. But, I mean, they, they you know, if if they get, I, I know what Mary is saying about staying out of the penalty box, but they can't seem to be able to do that. And once once they're, you know, one, once they're, you know, shorthanded, I mean, they're, they're in trouble. But, uh, you know, because, I mean, they're giving up, you know, late goals to begin with, even when they're, yeah. when they're even strength. Uh, you know, they, they just can't, you know, seem to... You know, as good as Soroka is, I mean, there's only so much, you know, you can do when you, when your defense is, is, is letting them up. So, yeah. uh, I, I just, I, a lot of it, I mean, the last couple of years have been disappointing and, and, and you know, yeah. it all seems to, in my opinion, it all seems to go back from when, when you know, they made they let go of Trotz. Trotz go. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, people are going to um, point, uh, you knew, and Eric, thank you for the call, you knew that. Like, the minute it happened... You knew that if this team did not improve, people are going to look back at that Trotz firing and, and having a tough time understanding it or the part, Trotz separating ways. I mean, he came here and instantly changed who they were. And they had two great runs back to consecutive Eastern Conference Finals and then had a down year after playing a lot of hockey and they were you know, devastated by the um, pandemic more than most. And it just felt like a... a a weird reaction because Trotz came in and made such an instant reaction, and they only, and they went to two Eastern Conference Finals, which for them is an incredible run. You know, as, as good as any since the '80s, right? As good as any since the dynasty. And you just felt like, okay, you know, I, I was a, it was shocking news. And sure, fans are going to point back to that moment when you're never as good. I mean, hell, Yankee fans still constantly point back to Joe Girardi and Joe Girardi. Was you know was one game it was game seven of the ALCS and they haven't been back and we'll we'll point to that moment like that's it's that's a natural reaction to point back and go well 
I mean, geez, the guy was here for three years. You went to two Eastern Conference Finals, and he transformed your franchise, and he's a Stanley Cup-winning head coach. That seemed like an odd firing, especially considering who they brought in and how it went. And now they got Wah here, and we'll see how that goes, but not. I don't know what's on him right now. We'll see. But... Yeah, it's a frustrating. It's a frustrating time. It definitely is. It's frustrating for the Islanders because you get the feeling. Certainly, watching this game. Let's be fair, and I'll be totally honest with you. I, I watch, you know, a, a, a you know a decent amount, a little bit of of Islanders hockey. Not as much as I watch Rangers hockey. Totally fair. But watching this game, I thought they were the dominant team for more than they weren't. I thought they. I thought they had the better of it for most of this hockey game. Certainly the first period. And then in the end, they make they make boneheaded decisions and they take bad penalties and then they give the puck away in front of the net in overtime 10 seconds in. Like that's just, it was almost like they, they wanted to give that game away. But that's okay because my guy Mike and Merrick was thrilled with it, wasn't he? Oh, Weren't you, Mike? Yo! 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 Yo, let's go Rangers, baby. Let's go, baby. What you seven, doing, Mike? Good. Seven, seven in a row right now. Seven in a row right now. No doubt. Seven in a row. Six coming out of the All-Star break. They're the hottest team in hockey, Mike. Back, yeah, to, the, you... back to the glory days of the beginning of the season. It's October all over again. What are, you, right. what, what are you getting? What are you dressing for Halloween? I never dressed up for Halloween. What? Ever? Ever? Ever. Oh man. What do you mean ever? I, I feel know, like what? I have to I feel like I have to take you trick or treating now, Mike. Yeah, right. Jeff yeah, yeah Jeff that's what I feel like. Now, who does the Rangers play next? What is the next game? Um let's double check. The Rangers play uh at home against Dallas tomorrow. Oh, playing tomorrow? Tu- well, Tuesday. Today is Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, what time? It's at 7 p.m. Anything else? You want the weather? No, no not the weather. No. Okay. Now, the New York Rangers. Yes. Going to go 14 winning streak. A four, they're going to double this seven-game winning streak and make it 14? 14. Mike, you're crazy. It can't be done. <laughs> it can't be done, Mike. Why? Has it ever been? I don't, I don't know. That's 14. Thank you for the call. 14 in a row. I don't know, Mike. Let's start with eight. Never been trick-or-treating. How is that possible? I got to take. Did you ever see the... Oh, man. I'm gonna, it's going to drive me nuts that I don't remember the, the movie, but it's with my man Kevin Costner. And... Oh, what's it called? Perfect Day? Perfect World. There's a movie with Kevin Costner called Perfect World where he plays a criminal and he escapes from prison and he's on the run and he, he gets forced into a situation where he has to take a young boy hostage. And then he gets in the car and they're like on a road trip on the run and he's got this kid with him and him and the kid form this bond. And the kid never celebrated anything. They didn't have birthdays for him. They didn't have Halloween uh, he didn't do anything, so like he takes the kid trick or treating, gets him a Casper mask, and they go trick or treating. Of course, he does it at gunpoint and takes everybody's money. But 
Like, there's a real bond, and I have to admit, it's one of the few movies. I'm not that emotional when it comes to movies. I cry like a baby at the end of Perfect World. There's like, he's shot and hanging under a tree, and the kid doesn't want to leave him because they have this bond. And his last demands are like, make sure the kid has a birthday party. That's sad. That's a sad movie, man. The end of that movie makes me sad. Clint Eastwood is the cop chasing him. It's a good movie. If you haven't seen Perfect, A Perfect World with Kevin Costner and Clint Eastwood and uh, Laura Dern, it's a good movie. The end is so sad. He's sitting there bleeding under the trees. Final demands are get the you know let the kid eat birthday cake and go Halloween, go trick or treating. Stuart in Brooklyn, what's up, Stu Pot? Yeah, you talking about my favorite subject? Uh, Kevin Costner movies? <laughs> no, Brian Cashman. Oh, Brian Cashman. Oh, we're not, we're not I really, I've really been focused on Hal Steinbrenner's angle uh, of it, though. But yes, okay, Brian Cashman, please. Yeah, uh, allow, uh, please get, let us know. They're not getting snow. Yeah, but I don't think that's a Brian. I really don't think that's a Brian Cashman thing. No, I think it's a Hal Steinbrenner thing. Yeah, Def- definitely. I mean, come on. You want? You said you were all in this year, and what have they done? Maybe what? a little bit more than halfway in. Oh, okay. Come on. No, it's better than that. A little bit, a little bit more than halfway in. They get, you want to be all in. You go out and you get a soda, you get snow, you get uh, oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Corbin Burns. Right? You wanted all of them? Yeah, all of them. That's all in. So in other words, get every, get every great, get every, every, every Cy Young Award winner in the National League. Right. Uh, get the greatest, you know, 25 year old hitter since Ted Williams. Uh, and then maybe we'll consider it all in. Come on. Come no, on now. No, no. no. I, I, all right, I'll take it back. I'll say, let's not say snow. Let's say a Corbin well, Burns yeah, but th- and Soto. They wanted... And, uh, well, they got Verdugo and they got yeah. Stoddard. Why should they stop? Why should? Why couldn't they do the uh, uh, Corbin Burns trade? Because they, they wanted Spencer Jones. You, you, get, you do it. No, you can't. You got to do it. You can't. You know Why? What's Spencer Jones going to be? We don't know what he's going to be. I don't be. know, but I can't, I can't trade away. It's not even that. It's the value Spencer Jones has. Even forget the player. Right now he's got enough value where I can get more than a rental. I can't trade my best prospect, who everybody in all of Major League Baseball is high on. Even if he turns out to be nothing, I might use him later, especially if Dominguez comes back healthy and Soto signs a long-term deal. He becomes a, you know, a bit expendable, and maybe I can go get a pitcher or a player who's going to be with me for a while. I can't trade my best prospect for, for, a, for a rental. I can't do it. What other move are they going to make a starting pitcher? Right now, none. They're not going to make any other move. All right, well, let's get to hockey. You know, well, I'm just one quick. Like they, they didn't have to trade. They didn't trade Spencer Jones for Juan Soto. You think they're going to trade him for Corbin Burns? Like it just it, does, it doesn't make no, any you're, sense. You're right. But let's get to hockey. You know, yeah. There's a blown leads. God, I'm, I mean, well, like yeah. Fourteen. That is a that is a crazy that is a crazy stat that uh, that Fleegs yeah, gave well, us. Well, they have the, they... the Islanders have played 54 games in 18 of in 18 of the 54 games. They have given up a game tying goal in the third period. That's crazy. That's insane. That's in, you know that's what? a third that's of their games. They've blown a lead in the third period. What Eric said about Lamarillo, he's right, and he will be out by the end. Of the, he'll be 
out at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, listen, Lamarillo will always be and will go down as one of the great executives in all of sports. Uh, it has not been as great a run for him. Uh, no, tri- he hasn't done much with the homeless. His, he made his name with the Devils. Sure. No, of course. He made his name with the Doubles with yes. all those championships he got down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed to was. And it all comes full circle because I believe he was uh, the man who decided to give Rick Pitino the job at Providence. So, mm-hmm. I mean, so let's say this much: he has, you know, you know, who he reminds me of. Who does he remind you of? His GM. He reminds me. Of, oh, he reminds me a little bit about Belichick being the greatest coach. I mean, Belichick did what he did, and now look at Belichick. He can't even get a job as a coach. And my mom well, not going to get another job. Once yeah, I, well, I mean, Lou, Lou is, is, is up there. Lou might not get another job, and thank you, Stu Pot. Uh, but I, I, I think Belichick will get another job. I, I don't think he can't get a job. I think, uh, you know, Belichick just – the rumor is he was offered – the Atlanta job, and because it wasn't a clear-cut, you take care of everything, you run the show, and everybody else is fired, he didn't want to take it. I I think Belichick will get job get hired next year, and I think it's if if it's a bad, if the Giants don't draft a quarterback and the Giants are terrible, I think there's a chance it's with the Giants. I could easily see Belichick being with the Giants. Val in the Bronx, what's up, Val? Brother Mac, what's going on, Dan? What's up, buddy? How we doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Two th- two things, real quick. One Yankees and, and one Mets. Yep. With the Yankees, with the Yankees, right? Is it me, or or is it that like you know? Am I crazy for having the feeling that it's really Snell's represent representation that keeps throwing this back up in the media in a, in an effort to try to create some kind of a market? Yeah. Or at the very least, protect whatever market they have for him. Because as soon as we start to forget about it, and we put it out of our minds, like you know what, that's not happening. All of a sudden, the story gets thrown back up again, and then like it's like you know, well now the Yankees, you know, are willing to to entertain a one year deal. Now that I, I just feel like it's his representation that keeps leaking these kinds of things to start these stories. Like I said, to to kind of create a market for him because it's it's not happening the way he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, listen, and that's... I. And I Good. And I got one other thing I want to ask you about the Mets too. All right, can, you know, with the, the and I'm I'm not trying to troll them now. You know, full disclosure, as I always say, anytime I say anything about the Mets, I am a Yankee fan. But I kind of felt early on, and I said this before, that the way that they were going about things was kind of the way that they were going to do it. I thought there might have been a chance that you know they might have taken a flyer or, or, or not a flyer, but like to fill a spot at maybe at the DH. You know, when they lost... Um, well, they are taking flyers. Early. That's what they're doing. They got Choi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And I, I, but I meant for like a, a uh, you know, a DH bat, you know, or somebody a third or something like that, just to fill a couple of holes if they felt they needed it. But at the, sa- at the same time, the one thing that I think that people don't take into account, and you kind of alluded to it when you were talking about us as far as signing Snell. You know, Cohen and the Mets are already still. If if I if I understand it correctly, they're still, if not the top, you know, they're at the very top in terms of overall team payroll. And so, if we're paying a threshold like that to sign anybody, he's got to be, you know, looking at getting the same kind of you know heavy tax right now, especially since yes. he's still paying for some of the mistakes he made already. So maybe that that is part of the hesitation as well. In addition to you know, because people are starting to talk about well. You know, what's going on, Uncle Stevie? What's going on? In addition to everything else, he's still paying for some of the mistakes that they made. 
and anything that he tries to do, if he goes too too uh, too quickly or too impatiently at it, is just adding. You know, never mind the the the, the ten or twenty million it takes to get this guy. You know, to to some extent, it's also kind of like. If not close to double money, he's got to be somewhere. Yeah, no, he, no, he's right. To, he, they're no, they're, they're there too, the same place as the Yankees. The difference is they're not the Yankees. He doesn't have the budget the Yankees have, or at least have shown to have. He's willing to spend all kinds of money, and they went out and got Juan Soto and have the best pitcher in baseball and have Aaron Judge, and there's a, that that team is good enough to possibly win. The Mets, the Mets don't. And the Mets need a couple Mets, of things. I'm not asking them to go out and sign long term deals. I have no problem with them not going, going to get Snell. I understand that. I kind of do, especially with the with with the draft pick being attached to him. And thank you for the call, Val. Especially with the qualifying offer and the draft pick attached to him, I don't expect the Mets to go out and make that deal. I think they should be all over Montgomery, considering his age, considering left-handed, considering how he's pitched in the postseason, considering he already played in New York and you know was pretty good here. Understands that aspect of it, and is still young enough where. He'll be in, he'll still be in his prime when you are looking to win, and he doesn't cost you a draft pick because it doesn't have a qualifying offer attached to him because he was traded at the deadline last year. There is no reason not to go get him. There is no reason not to go get another bat in like a legitimate bat. Go get for a one year. So what? You're over the luxury tax this year. So what? You're Steve Cohen. You're at thirteen billion. The Yankees aren't worth thirteen billion. The Yankees business is the Yankees. Steve Cohen's got another business that gives him more money every single day. It's a di- sorry. It's a different thing. They're in a different spot. If they went out and traded for Juan Soto, we wouldn't be clamoring so much. They've done nothing this year to improve their team. Nothing of significance. They bolted the bullpen a little bit, and Diaz is coming back. And like I said in one of my teases, you know, Mar- hopefully Marte is healthy. He sounds like he he's, he's he expects to be healthy. He said he's quoted as saying, "I can play 170 games this year." Whatever. Yeah. Hopefully you have to play more than that. Hopefully there's playoff games. But they didn't do anything. And I'm not asking them to go crazy. I'm just asking them to do some more, just do a couple of things that would help solidify the team. I'm not asking them to go out and sign Blake Snell. I'm not asking them to go get Bellinger. I'm not asking them to go get every big-time free agent. I I certainly understood not trading for Juan Soto. trying to build something. I'm on board with the long-term plan. There is supplementing the long-term plan with short-term, short-term goals for this year. That's what I don't get. You can do both. You don't trade for Juan Soto and give up all your pitching prospects. Got it. Makes sense. You can go pay him next year. I don't want to have that conversation every day between now and then, but that's go pay him next year. Makes plenty of sense. Don't don't sign Snell. He's got a draft pick attached to him. He's kind of been up and down. Uh, you know, I don't know how well he'll age. He doesn't throw the same innings. He doesn't seem as durable to me as as Montgomery is. I don't. I get not going to pay big money for Snell. Get it? Especially with the draft pick attached. I understand. I'm not going to give. Don't you don't have to go give Bellinger two hundred two hundred fifty million dollars to come play outfield for you. I get it. But you could sign a one term deal. You can sign a one year deal. He's not, he's not a perfect fit, but Mar- J.D. Martinez gives you a bat you need. There's no reason not to do it. There's no reason not to do it. Montgomery, there's no reason not to go sign Montgomery. None. You can do that and still win. You can do that and still win. And we'll get into the Pete Alonzo thing because Pete obviously does the press conference. He talks about... You know, there's really been no conversations. All they did 
was, you know, discussed the short-term deal of this year. They haven't, but he's open to it. He's not going to pull a judge. He's open to contract negotiations throughout the season. And for me, that's a no-go. I'm sorry. I maybe I'm I'm I want him to be a Met. So if they sign him to a contract, ultimately my number one goal, if I'm the Mets dealing with Pete Alonso, is to get him under contract. So if that happens now, I'm not going to scream and go crazy about it because God bless. And he should be a Met, and I'm happy they signed him. But honestly, I wouldn't at this point. Because they are so close. And look at how look at look at all the other clients of Scott Boris and where they are and what they're, you know, they're what they're fighting for and what they're still willing to not go to camp. Pete Alonso is going to want pretty much what he's going to get in free agency anyway. Like you're not, I don't think you're going to get a major discount at this point. Maybe a year ago you would have gotten a discount. You're not getting one now. You're going to have to pay him the same thing. You're pretty much going to have to pay him in the offseason. Now I know that that brings in other teams. I'm not scared of that. And I like the idea of incentivizing him. And I don't want to talk during the season. I, I don't want to make it a discussion. I think Judge was right to have a deadline. Now, you know, the deadline of opening day is a bit, you know, annoying and it leads into it and it, it makes a craziness out of opening day necessarily. But I, I, if I were Pete or if I were the Mets, I would say, look, me and we, I would make an effort a little bit right now. I'd make him a, a fair offer. If he said no, I'd be like, look, we just couldn't come to agreement. We love Pete. We think he's going to have a monster year and we'll revisit this in the offseason. I don't want to have questions every day. Hey, did you talk this week? Did you talk that week? What are you guys thinking? Anywhere close to an extension? How are you feeling? You know, you're going through a struggle here. You you regret not signing a contract. You want to look for one now? You know, like done, done. You know, hey, uh, you know, Pete Alonso's having a monster first half. You know, you want to try and lock him up now so you don't have to let him hit free agency. Like done. I would be done with all of it. Pete Alonso's going to free agency. Pete Alonso hired scored Scott Boris. Despite what he says, I believe he wants to go to free agency. And I think the Mets absolutely should no longer discuss with him because you're not getting a discount at this point anyway. You're going to give him pretty much what you give him in the offseason. And I'm not worried if Steve Cohen's the owner of losing him to someone else. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not really worried about someone coming out of the woodwork. Look how this offseason's going. You think someone's, someone's coming out of the woodwork to offer Pete Alonso $300 million next year? Really? You think that? I don't. I mean, if he hits 70 home runs, hits 330, and drives in 170 runs, okay, maybe. 877-337-6666. But I just, I'm not worried about it. And I understand they haven't spoken about contract extensions yet because, you know what, they know what they're going to have to give him, and I, I don't want to. It's too late down the road. You got the new GM here. I would not that would I would let it, I would kick it down the line, and I'll see you in the offseason. And then I'll pay him. And, again, I like the idea. I'm not trying to say that Judge wouldn't have had the same monster season. All Judge cares about is money, or you know he would have been complacent once he got the contract. See, look, an injury the first year after he signed the contract. I, I think he still would have had that monster year. But there's something about the chip on your shoulder. It's something about not only wanting to get paid and raise your value, it's also, okay, you didn't even want to discuss things with me. I'm going to make you pay. I like that, especially when I have an owner who can pay. Let Alonzo go out there and have a monster year. 877-337-6666. So I don't buy it. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't think I don't think Pete's that upset they haven't had a conversation. I think the Mets, I think it's him just getting ahead of it, much like you know Brian Cashman was with leaking the numbers. It's like, hey, 
I'm willing to talk. I'm open to conversations. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going to go play baseball. I hired Scott Boris. He can do that, but the Mets are free to call Scott Boris at any time. We know Scott Boris is not going to take him the free, he's not going to forego free agency unless you give him an enormous contract. And why give him an enormous contract a year before you have to? I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Explain it to me. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you all the way to 5 o'clock. One more hour. One more hour till the warm-up show, but I got you till then. 877-337-6666. We still got Patino to get into in some of his comments. I think uh, Fleegelman told me we're going to be able to play some of those back for you. It's absolutely bonkers. I don't understand it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. 